Today's staff is that Samach Beis in Ksubis, as we learned for a fourth time for Yosef Israel Ben Chaim Michal and Elazar Ben Reuma. And uh, so we, we, uh, we wish a, uh, Elias Neshama for Rumi's father uh, and uh, our uncle, uh, Reb Tzvi Ben Chaim Akiva Halevi. May his Neshama have an Aliyah, as Amen. well as another uncle, <coughs> Yaakov Nosan Ben Yisrael Shlomo. Amen. So, so today's daf starts, we'll start with the last uh, few words on Samachal from the days. The Mishnah had said that a, a Tamidim are allowed to go out for, to learn Torah, leave their wives. That's the whole discussion over here about frequency of Bia and how often can they leave their wives. And the Tamidim are allowed to leave according to our Mishnah uh, for 30 days without even permission. Even if their wives don't consent, for 30 days they have to allow Allow them. So how much are they allowed to go out with Rishus? If the wives don't allow them, they're still allowed to leave. Listen, they're entitled to leave for 30 days. What happens if they have Rishus? If the women agree, comma, how much Rishus, comma, how much can they go out for? How much can they leave their wives with Rishus, comma? Most is comma the boy, as much as they, they want. If they both agree, what's the issue? But how much is it proper? There are Herod's. A person should, even if he agrees and she agrees and he can convince her that he's got to go learn, What's the proper thing to go away? How long should he be away from his wife? Amarav, Chodesh Khan, Chodesh Bias. One week, one month away, meaning one month in the yeshiva, one month in the house. Shanam, as we see, when the people who work for David, it says, for all the courses of, of, the, of the jobs that they had, people came and left. Meaning they, they worked for a month and they came home for a month, which is common with people who work far away. Sometimes they go away for a month and they stay home for a month. You see this based on the Pasuk in Devei Yaman. That was what the service of Dov was. So that's what Rob says, uh, that what's proper to do is a one month home, one month in the yeshiva. Okay. <clears throat> so that's Rob's opinion. Rabbi Elchanan says, uh, one month here in the yeshiva, one month away from home and two months at home. Two months at home, one month away. Two months at home, one month away. Shinemar, when they came to work in the base of it said they assigned 30,000 people in three shifts. One month they were in Lebanon cutting down the wood, et cetera, and, uh, heart, and uh, quarrying the stone. Two months at home. So why didn't Rav learn from the case of, why did Rav say one month, one month? Why didn't he say one month, two months? Like we saw by the workers of the base of Mikdash in Lebanon. He says, You only needed 30,000 people, and they had three shifts of 10,000 each. So obviously, one month there and two months at home because he had two other shifts. Why don't Rabbi learn from the case of the regular workers of Davra Melech? There they were making a profit. When they were making a profit, so you could say, you could say that. Um, uh, the women were willing to be without their husbands for half the time, one month home, one month away. But if they're not making a profit when they're learning in the yeshiva, then they want two months at home and only one month away. Amarav. So that was a machlokas Ravna Yochanan. What is it proper to stay away from one's wife when you're going to learn Torah? How long? A month here, a month there, a month home, a month away, or two months at home and one month away. Another machlokas Ravna Yochanan. A person who groans and sighs, that breaks half his, half his body, you know, fetching all the time, that, that breaks your body, it, it ruins your constitution. 
you human being, you will sigh and groan with breaking of your loins, and with bitterness you will sigh, meaning like half the body at the loin, at your loins, that's the uh, halfway, halfway. The whole body, when, when, you, when you groan and sigh, your whole body suffers. When they will tell you, why are you groaning? Because the bad news that came, and melted the entire heart, or every person really, all the hands became weak, feeble, and every spirit fainted, um, and every knee ran with water. In other words, the whole body is shot. Breaking of the of the loins, mashma half the body. When it when the when the pain starts, it starts from the loins, but it goes up and it goes down for the whole body. What does Rav do with the pussy if the whole body falls apart? It says, shiny shmur, the base of Migdash, that's different. When they heard the bad news of the base of Migdash, that it was so severe, so difficult, so sorrowful that the kifa very strong, they keep it very strong, and that destroyed the whole body. Normally, though, groaning and sighing and fetching only uh, wins half the body. There was a story with a Jew and a guy. They're walking the road. They're walking together. But the guy could not keep up with the Jew. The Jew walked fast. The guy couldn't keep up with them. So the, the uh, guy, in, in attempting to slow the Jew down, he figured he will remind him of the important base of Megdush. That will cause him to groan and sigh and weaken his body, and he'll walk slower. So he sighed and he groaned. Still, the guy could not reach him, could not keep up with him. I understand. How are you able to continue walking so fast that I can't keep up with you? Don't you say, Don't we say, don't you say that groaning destroys half a person's body, meaning it weakens you, so you should be much weaker. That's only some new bad happening that we heard about. Did you hear the terrible news? But something which is old, and the news of the Beis Hamikdash, even though it's severe and destructive and, and it's sorrowful, but it's old news. Uh, the Shanamba is something that we're used to. Shanamba meaning Hurgu. Shana doesn't mean that it's old. Shanamba means that we're used to it already. You know, like it's it's uh, we've heard about it for a long time, like we have now. We're, it's very difficult for us to mourn the Beis Hamikdash after two thousand years because we've been mourning it for so long. It's not new. It's not like it just happened. If it just happened, that would be much worse. So how does Shanamba? Uh, uh, but something that we're used to already not doesn't destroy it as bad. The Armenian people say the Malfei that a woman who has unfortunately buried who has uh, and bereavement for uh, children lo bossa it doesn't shake her when another child dies lo aleinu. If another one dies, it's not so much shekvar the mothers because she's used to it We don't know these things. We live in a better world. You know, 100 years ago, uh, people in Eastern Europe would have 12 children. They'd be lucky if two or three survived. That's what the mortality rate was in those days without medicine and proper medical care, et cetera. So women, they were used to it already, lower lane, a terrible thing. So the Mishnah went on to describe what is the frequency, the, the let's call it the suggested frequency 
uh, for different people. So we said Tamachachim could go out of town for 30 days at a time. But what's the normal thing? So Atayolan, people who are men of leisure, they, they're not uh, obligated for different things. Uh, they, they could even have Bia every day. My time, what do we mean by men of leisure? Omarova, B'nai Pirka, the people who learn Torah in town, they don't have to go away to a yeshiva hundreds of miles away and come home once in many years to see their family. They have a yeshiva right in town. They go to the base medish and they come home at night. Amalei Abaya, that doesn't make sense. Mandos, if it says, Mandos, if it says, Shavlechem mashkim meikum. Vain is it for you, you people who get up early in the morning, and stay up at light, you eat the bread of your toil, meaning people who work and don't learn Torah, but Hashem will give his dear ones, meaning the ones who learn Torah, he will give them good reward for keeping away the sleep, meaning that they don't go to sleep, they learn Torah. This refers to the wives of Tanakhacham, that they brush away sleep from their eyes, meaning they wait up all night for their husbands to come home. They don't come home from yeshiva because they, because they wait up for their husbands all the time and they don't go to sleep. Um, they will be zochot to olam haba. So meaning that the people who learn Torah, even local people who learn Torah locally, they don't, they don't come home and, uh, for their wives or night. They're busy learning Torah the whole night. So what do you say that people learn Torah in town they're the ones who are have deal with their wives all the time. They can have beer every day. They're they're too busy. They're too busy learning. They're not the ones who uh, who learn Torah. So Rashi says, Robin, the time they go to sleep, they're still learning Torah. So how can you say that they have time every day for beer? I'll tell you who they mean by the Tayalam. And the mission says that the men of leisure can have beer every day. What are we speaking about? Elam Rabaya. And he got paid from the individual people and he lived at home and people would send him their students, their children to learn and they would pay him. The day he eats of his own, the day, meaning he's self-supporting by having this trade. And he sleeps in the shadow of his palace, meaning he lives a not good life. He doesn't go outside, doesn't go anywhere else. Everybody comes to Plantol. And the messenger of the king, you know, there's the king's officers who come to get to, to enlist people uh, in the army and the, and the working of the, you know, to, to work for the government. They don't bother him because they figure he's not, uh, they don't see him working. They don't see him making a lot of money. He doesn't have fields and things like that. He's very, tsanua, very modest, but yet he makes a nice living. A person like that, he is like a man of leisure because he lives at home. He has a good income and he doesn't have to go away. So a man like him, he could have Bia all the time, every day with his wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did it on Zoom. <laughs> he had it on Zoom in those days, huh? Yeah, no, right, right. That, that also, that also, okay. Kiyasu, I hope we didn't hear that. Kiyasu Robin, when Robin came from Eretz Yisrael, Omer could go, Mafanki de Marava, the pampered people in Eretz Yisrael. What does it mean by that? Rashi says, they, they live a good life. Therefore, they are healthy. They have the strength. They can be all the time because they eat well, they live well, they're, they're healthy. So he gives examples of people in Eretz Yisrael. He was in a bathhouse. Presumably, we're giving examples of people, strong people in Eretz Yisrael. Um, he was in a bathhouse. 
he was supported in the bathhouse by two slaves. Two slaves were helping him. Ifchas Bebani, Bebani collapsed. And with they, in those days, the bathhouse was like they had a floor. Underneath the floor, they had boiling water uh, with fire. And you know that, that how do they boil the water with fire, right? They put coals or whatever wood, and they they boiled the water. And under there, that was like under the floor. The floor collapsed, and they could have all drowned or been burned. But uh, so Ifkas Beibani need to say under his under his um, under his feet, uh, the the floor collapsed. Israel Amuda, but he found he was able to hang on to a pillar. There was a pillar that had been holding up the floor, and Rabavu was strong, and he held on to that pillar. So again, he climbed up the pillar, Vaskinu, and he lifted and he brought the two slaves with him. He was so strong, and with one hand, he he uh, climbed up the pillar. On the other hand, he lifted these two guys. So Rabavu was a pretty strong guy. Similarly, Rabbi Yochanan the Kassalik was once walking up some steps. Some player of Ami, Ravasi, Ravami and Ravasi were supporting him as he was walking up the steps. the steps collapsed underneath him, to say underneath him. Solik, he went up, Vaskinu, he was able to climb up holding on to something, Vaskinu, and he brought those Ravami and Ravasi up with him too, also. Also very strong. One hand he used to climb, the other hand he used to hold two fellows and brought them up. Amalar Rabbanan, Rabbanan said, if you're so strong, if you're so strong, what do you need people supporting you? Right? You're so strong. What do you need them supporting you? Presumably this went to on Rabbu also. He was so strong. Rabbi Yochanan was so strong. He lift two guys with him as he's climbing up. What did he need them? If I use up all my strength now, what am I going to leave to my old age? Conserve some of your energy. You'll need it later on. It said workers. So he said men of leisure every day. Right? That's what he said every day. Men of leisure cannot be able to have day. Polem workers twice a week. Twice a week is normal. I have Another Bryce has said that workers should have the, the normal amount. The, the, suggest, the manufacturer suggested is once a week. If they work at home in their own city or if they work in another city. Very simple. If, they were, if they're working at home, then it could be twice a week. If they're working in another city, they have travel, etc. The travel wears them out. Maybe they're not home all the time. Then they then it's once a week. When is when are they when is their normal conjugal duty uh, twice a week? That's when they're working in their own city. But if they work in another city, then once a week is suffices. So now the, the Mishnah said that um, donkey drivers, ass drivers, that's once a week. Right, once a week. So Amalei Rabbi Archanan Labaya. This is what we're on the last line of Daf. If Blatan Lashmin and Tyler Paul, I understand here. The beginning of the Mishnah said that according to Beisilo, if a man forswears bia with his wife, meaning he says that um, the bia with his wife, he can't bastards that hanor. The hanor of the Tashmish is also on him, so the netter is chal. If it's up to a week, that's manageable. But if it's over a week, he has to give her a divorce. That's what the Mishnah said. Okay, but wait a minute. When you look at all the cases afterwards, when it said, what is the suggested frequency of Bia? Well, if you're a seafarer, if you're a sailor, once in six months. Right? If, you're, uh, if you uh, are a uh, gamal, you take your, your camels far away for trading, gamalam, once in 30 days. Okay, gamalam, once a week. So what's the problem? You know, what are you, what, why, what are you telling me this business about? Oh, if you make an editor, 
make an area not going to be a, for, uh, for a week, you already have to give a, uh, if it's more than a week, up to a week is okay. More than a week, you have to give her a get. What do you mean more than a week, you have to give her a get? In most of these cases, the frequency, a Tamar Chochem, 30 days, right? You can go away for 30 days at a time. Uh, the other people, a month, uh, 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 six months, right? And and uh, Paul and Hamarmi also once a week. Even a Hamar, even a camel, a, a, a donkey driver, once a week. So if he says, I'm not going to be here for a week, what's the big deal? What, what's the meaning of more than a week? So more than a week, okay, eight days is no good. Then you have to give her exception so for one day. Anyway, it's only once a week. So what do you mean? If you make a netter for once a week, more than once a week, you have to give her a divorce. For one day, you're going to give a divorce. So, so the whole business, that, so he says, Ichbal Tana, the Tana went to the trouble, Lashmin and Tayupo, only the case of the man of leisure, be every day in the poel, who is twice a week, only, those are the only cases where you have a problem. So we, that, so the mission went to the whole, uh, the whole issue of uh, the netter about a week, only for those two kinds of people. The other people anyway don't have to have be a, you know, what's, what, if a man if a man's going to yeshiva for a month, what happens if he, if he swears to his wife, you know, I'm not going to have beer with you. However he said it, he made the netter on himself. He can't have an awe for, for a week. What's the big deal? It's not, she's, he's not coming home for a month anyway. And the, the say was not coming home for six months. And the gamal is also not coming home for a month. And even the gamal is coming home after a week. What's the big deal? So it was only for these two cases. I'm going to lay low. <clears throat> Akulu. When, when we said that the, we make a netter, when you make a netter that you're not going to be with wife for a week, even if the guy is a sailor and he went away for six months, that's also a problem. Why? Right? He says, six months. What's the problem? What, what, what's the problem with a netter? I'm not going to be with the wife for a, for a week. He's away for six months anyway. It comes like where by Tainus we said that. If a person has the bread ready. It's not as bad. You have pospisal. If you have bread in your bed, in your, with you, you don't feel bad. When you have no food available to you, you, you feel worse. If the food's, even if you're not going to eat it right now. The same thing over here. The sailor's away for six months, but what happens if there was a shipwreck or whatever? They changed their plans and he came home, so he could have beer with her. The fact is, he could have beer anytime. Just he probably won't be home for six months. Or the yeshiva guy probably won't be home for a month. Maybe he will come home. Maybe he'll get a tzapkiyos or something. He'll have to show up or whatever. You know, he might come home in, in the middle. So in a domishes paso, when when he forswears beer with her, then he can't have beer even if he's home. That's worse. That's the idea called So therefore, he makes a shvua. Even if we're talking about a guy who's not going to be home for 30 days yet, but what happens if he shows up? He can't be because of the shvua, because of the netter, and therefore it's chal. And that's the problem. That's why he has to divorce her, according to Beisol, if he makes a netter for more than a week. What happens this? What happens if she marries a guy who's a donkey driver? Right? What is a donkey driver? He's home, comes home once a week. Right? That's what the Mishnah said. Because he's on the road the whole week, he comes home, let's say for Shabbos, it'd be a Friday night. So that's what a Hamas is. What's when they get married with that condition? And now he says, you know, he's moving up. He did very well as a donkey driver. He's moving up to camels now. Camels, he can go for a longer trip, make more money, etc. Can he do that? Can he do that? Uh, he'll make more money now. And does she have to accept that? He said, if he's a camel driver, then um, it's normal once in 30 days. Yeah, but she married a donkey driver thinking that he'd be home once a week. Now it's 30 days. What do you say? Can he, can he force that upon her? My A woman would rather have less money, a small measure, but still have beer with her husband 
rather than a sarkov and have much more money and preaches an abstinence. Doesn't apply to all women, but but uh, but that's what his answer was. Uh, Rabbi Hanna said that's the general answer that no, that he has to ask for permission. Now, if she if she uh, we're talking about without permission, that's what Rashi says. Rashi says that Chamar Mrs. Lok Shuchamar, when she married him, he was a donkey driver. Can he become a camel driver without the permission? Would she rather have the profit of making more money? She's not sure. A owner of the horse, she'd rather be intimate with her husband. So he said, a woman would rather be intimate with her husband. Now, if a woman says, I'd rather have the money, <laughs> stay away the whole year. You know what? Just send me a check. Don't come home. You know, uh, if that's what she wants, okay, that's acceptable. They, they both agree. Okay. The Mishnah said that all these various frequencies that we talked about was the words of Rebelezer. Rebelezer said, the sailor once in six months. That's like the worst of the cases. The other case is different. Tamachachim, 30 days. So the Mishnah says, it says that then the Mishnah is Divir Abelezer, but doesn't say who argues with him. It says Divir Abelezer. Abelezer wouldn't have said that. Amrav Brona, Amrav Alachar Abelezer, he's Lachas like Abelezer. Amrav Adabarava, Ravadra says, Lemarav, Zu Divir Abelezer, those words are Abelezer, Abacham, the Cham disagree. They say, Hatsimidim, Yotzim, Tamatora, Bezbu Mashan, they can go for years at a time. He says two or three years, meaning there's no, there's no real. Uh, um, limit, uh, two or three years at a time, Shalom B'Shuz, even without permission, if does, the turning Torah is more important, and if they want to learn Torah, that's what the Chum said, Amar Ravah, said, apparently we didn't know, without Ravah, we didn't know that it's Machlokas, we just said, took the mission, those were Blazer's words, and we didn't see anybody argue with him, Ravah comes along and says, no, the Chum disagreed and said, you could stay away in Yeshiva as long as you want, so the rabbis relied on Ravada Barava to stay in Yeshiva for years at a time. And they 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 uh, did they did halacha They followed that at the risk to their own lives because sometimes staying away from so so long can cause such a disruption in the family. Cause prime kihad. Rabbi gives a story here. Rabbi Chumi He used to learn in front of Rabbi Bamechuza in that city. He used to come home once a year, Erevim Kippur. Erevim Kippur was made. His man came once a year, Erevim Kippur. Yumachad, one day was Erevim Kippur. He was busy learning in the morning, and he didn't realize the time flew by. Busy in the sugi, couldn't get out of the sugya. And his wife was waiting for him. She kept looking out the window. Erevim Kippur usually comes around now, right? Here he's coming. I'm sure he's coming. He never showed up. Yom Kippur came in Yom Shabbat. Cholish she felt so bad. Ochas Dima, and tears came down from her eyes. At the time that her tears fell down from her eyes, her husband, this Rabbi Humi, was learning on a roof by Agra. He was sitting on the roof learning, guess, getting some sun. If the roof collapsed, me too, safe from underneath him, and he died. And Rabbi Chaim Shlavit says, even though she probably cried more about his death than about his delay, you know, still, that's somehow the punishment when you hurt somebody else, even if you didn't mean to. He didn't mean to hurt her. He was busy learning. The time got the best of him. He didn't have a watch. He was busy learning. The, time, the day went by. He didn't mean to hurt her at all. But he caused her pain. He caused her pain. There's a price to pay. And, and especially the great Rabbanim were held at a, at a higher degree. Uh, you know, they were punished at, with the more severity. They were held to a higher, um, uh, to a higher standard. Uh, when should a Tam Chacham be with his wife? Usually it's Friday night. 
Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, that's the proper thing. Pasuk is Asher Perdio Yite Beito. He gives his fruits at the right time, talking about a, a tzaddik at the beginning of Tilim, right? Asher Perdio Yite Beito. The tzaddik is he gives the fruits at the right time. Am Rabbi Yudav Yitem Rabuna Yitem Rav Nachman. Zeh Mesham Shutasim Erev Shabbos. That's a person who is, who is intimate with his wife every Friday night. That's considered the proper time. Yehuda Braid Rav Chia. Yehuda was the son of Rav Chia. Chasnei the Rav Yannik, the son of Rav Yannik. He also, he also, he also, he went to the yeshiva. But called Beishimshi, he would come home every Friday night. Some say it means every night, but it doesn't. Uh, but he used to come home every Friday night. Whenever he would come, they would see Kameh in front of him. Amudunah, there would be a fiery pillar walking in front, like uh, preceding him. He was such a great tzaddik and rabbi that as he would sh- come home, people would see a fiery pillar preceding him. Yom had one day, he was busy learning, and he lost track of the time. Once they didn't see the fiery p- pillar, um, right? Um, they didn't see that that sign, that fiery pillar. The father-in-law, not the father. He was the he was the son of Rabhiya, the father, the son-in-law of Rabbiana. Rabbiana said, Kafi Mitaso turn over his bed. He must have died. Time to sit shiva. Sheil Mola, he would have be alive. He wouldn't have. Uh, he wouldn't have missed uh, the the weekly intimacy with his wife. But he wouldn't have been mevatel there. but he didn't really die. He was. He was just busy learning. We had that before, right? Like a, a mistake that went out from the ruler. He said something like Al Tiftach Sudden He said something. Well, he must have died. But Nachnafshani Taka did die. He died here also because he caused them tsar or whatever, because uh, some uh, Raviana was a great man too, and he said something, and that caused him to die. Rebbe was marrying off his son uh, to a daughter of Rafia. So he went to Rafia. This is Washington and Gemara. He always had that. Uh, he was Asik was was occupied with for his son, marrying off his son in the house of Rafia, meaning he was marrying Rafia's daughter. They were about to write Iksuba, Nach Nafsha. The Rabisa, the young girl, the, the Kala died. They're about to write the Ksuba, she died. Omar Rebbe, is there some soul in this union, in this marriage, in this Shidduch? I mean, she died like it's a sign from heaven that something's wrong with the Shidduch. Yasibu, they checked into the Ainu, they sat the Ainu and they checked carefully the Mishpachos, they checked into the Yichas of the families, and they turned out Rebbe Yasim, Rebbe came Mishvatya Ben Abito, who was David's wife. So, Rebbe came from Dabra Melech, as we know, Rabbi Yossi Mishimi, Mishimi Achidav, and Rabbi came from Shimi, the brother of David. So uh, and they saw that was that wasn't the proper shidduch. The way Rashi learns is that Ben Dabra Evita Shemesh Dabra Rabbi Yossi from Zewapsul. Shirebi was from Beis David. But the Hoysa Bas Haba Mishimi, a daughter who came from David's brother, was not proper to marry the son of Rebbe. So Hoysa Bas Macham, she wasn't the daughter of kings. In other words, uh, Rebbe's son should have only married in the dynasty, in the um, in the royal family, and she wasn't from the royal family. That's how Rashi learns. Maral asks, "What do you mean? Everybody that Rebbe's, Rebbe, all of Rebbe's progeny only married within that family, and was Shimi such a bad shidduch? I mean, uh, David's brother, you know, was it so bad?" Maral says, "I mean, different than Rashi, he learns that no, that they checked into and they found that nothing was wrong in the yichas. There was nothing wrong with the shidduch. So the girl must have just died." Because of her own, uh, for her own reasons, or whatever, whatever her time was up, or she did some sin, or whatever, she died her own. It wasn't because of the shit. That's how the moral All right. Anyway, um, 
So what happened after Rebbe's son couldn't marry this girl because the Kala died? So he went to make a shidduch for his son in the house of Yossi ben Zimmer to marry Yossi ben Zimmer's daughter. And they said, okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, there was uh, like, they would give, you know, cast, they would give a dowry, but they would also uh, say, how long will support him in learning, right? They give cast, you know, most yeshiva. So Paskulei, Tarti Sarshanan, right? They said, okay, first you'll go learn for 12 years in the yeshiva before the marriage, right? First we said, first you're going to learn for 12 years before the marriage. But, you know, he's entitled to see the girl by the shidduch, you know, uh, so he went there to see the girl. He saw the girl in front of him, you know, the girl, the Kyle passed. I'm tell you what, guys, let's make it six years. I, I don't want to wait 12 years to marry her. She's pretty good looking, you know, let's, uh, how about six years? Can we cut that in half? And then she passed by another time because she walked to and fro, right? Um, I'll tell you what, let me marry her now and then I'll go to the yeshiva. Let's, let's, what's with this 12 years and six years? I'd like to get married right now, if you don't mind, and uh, then I'll go to yeshiva. He was embarrassed from his father because he showed that, you know, you know he was more interested in, in getting married to her than in going to the yeshiva. So he was a little embarrassed. So his father, Rebbe, said, no, but don't be embarrassed at all. You have the, the das, you have the same mind as your kona, you're the one who, who acquired you, meaning a bonusholim, yeshbach, yeshbach. You have why? Mikarik originally Hashem said, Tibiema, I'll bring them into Eretz Israel, but see tomorrow I'll plant them there, right? Tibiema, but see them, machol nishiftacha. I'm going to plant them there, and then I'm going to make a machol nishiftacha. I'm going to make a proper abode for you, meaning I'll build the base of Mikdash later on, right? Tibiema, but see them, anachlascha. In other words, first come into the land, and then we'll Hashem will join them. We'll make a union. The base of Migdash is a sign of the union with Hashem and Bnei Israel. At the end, it says, "Make me a mishkan even in the midbar. Not waiting till we get to Eretz Israel. I'm not going to wait to make the union. I'm going to do the union right here in the midbar. So you also originally you were supposed to marry her later on after learning, but." You can marry her first. Also, Yosef Tatishani, the Bay Rav. But then what did he do? He went to learn in the yeshiva. It's not clear what happened. Maybe, maybe he did consummate the marriage first, but he went to learn in the yeshiva for 12 years, the Bay Rav. When he time he came back, she was barren. And Rashi says, it's possible that, you know, Rebbe uh, told the son, you're doing the right thing. We can marry her first and then go in yeshiva. He got married. I guess they had Sheva Brachos. And then he went to yeshiva for 12 years. She was without her husband for 12 years. And sometimes without, when, if she's not having Bia for 12 years, uh, or Rashi says, uh, Eser Shanam, even 10 years, um, she was barren. Amar Rebbe, what should we do now? No children. What should we do? Nigrish, should he divorce her? Yomru, people will say, what do you say? This poor girl waited for him for 12 years and now he comes home and he divorces her? How does that look? Should he take another wife? Young people say, oh, Zuish, so that's his wife that he's procreating with, and that's his uh, harlot, right? That's his prostitute. That's also improper. Boyla Rachmi, so Rebbe prayed for her, and she became, she was, uh, she recovered and she was no longer barren. She was able to have children. Some these are now we have a bunch of famous stories. Those are good stories. There is even more famous stories. 
He went to the yeshiva at the end of the Sheva Brachas, the end of the wedding, uh, the wedding week of Shema Yechoi. So it was the last few days of the, of the Sheva Brachas. So Shema Yechoi said to him, wait, and I'll wait till I come with you. This is what Shema Yechoi said, wait, don't go to the yeshiva yet. Wait, I'll come with you. He didn't want to wait till the end of the Sheva Brachas. He went to the yeshiva right away. You see a big lesson for me about learning. Better not to wait. Don't wait. Take care of it right now. It's a good lesson for everything. Get, you know, something has got to be done. You know, they say, you know, getin and gemach, do it right now. So he didn't wait for him. He went to the yeshiva. Azul Yasev, Tresari Shani Bebebet Rab. He learned for 12 years in the yeshiva. That was the common, I guess that was the common, uh, you know, uh, period of time that they learned. Right? Asi, when he came home, Ishtun Shpil Masa. They had changed the routes, the roads in his city were all changed, you know, we were all changed. Somebody once said to me, I can go reclaim uh, the, the the small little property that my grandfather had in a little shtetl. It's probably not worth much anyway. So I, I paid some guy, you know, some lawyer with a kippah who spoke Polish, and now he's Polish, and, and, and he's going to check it out, you know. So the first step was they found that the whole city, so to speak, was raised, and all the roads were different, and then you need all kinds of, uh, um, you know, map uh, experts, and they, I forgot what even what these guys are called. They're able to figure out where it was. And that's another fifteen thousand dollars, you know, like you know, they're always they're always looking for something anyway. So here also the roads changed. He couldn't find his house. He didn't know how to go home, and he didn't have ways. He didn't know how to get home. Also, Yosef Agudinar said so he didn't know what to do. You know, there are no phones. How do you find out? He doesn't know where his house is. He doesn't know how to get anywhere. Also, uh, Yosef Agudinar said so he sat on the bank of the river. Shemala, he really said he saw that there was a young girl there, Dabukarle. They called her Bas Chachinoi, his daughter. In other words, he had lived at home. He had children, and he had children. And he called. They called her Bas Chachinoi, Bas Chachinoi. Oh, you daughter of Chachinoi, Mali Kamalsach, fill up your pitches, but on, let's go. Oh, this must be from this one must be my daughter. It was granddaughter, but you know, it was uh, this was from this from us. I guess he didn't want to tell the girl that I'm your father. Maybe he wouldn't scare her. I don't know, but he followed her home. Or maybe he did tell her. This his wife was sitting. She was sifting the flour. She lifted up her eyes. And she saw him, and Savi Liba, uh, she had a faint heart. In other words, she basically had like a, you know, she had like a heart attack. And she stopped breathing. And, uh, you know, her, she, like she had a heart attack. She was so amazed. You know, the shock just showed up out of nowhere. This poor woman who waited for me while I was learning for 12 years. This is her reward that she's going to die. Boy, He prayed for her, and she lived. Rav Chama Barbisa, now another similar story, Rav Chama Barbisa knew the story of Rav Hananya ben Chachinoi. So, he also went to learn 12 years in the yeshiva. He also, when he came home, Amar, he said, I'm not going to do like he did. He scared his wife to death, and then he had to, uh, he had to uh, revive her. Uh, I'm not going to do that. He says, I'll tell you what, I'll go I'll send word. I'll send word that I'm coming home. So uh, So he went and he sat at home and he, he went to the base medrash. He didn't want to just you know show up and give her a shock. So he went into the base medrash, right? Shalach um, and he sent word to his house that uh, he's 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 in town. He'll be coming up. That you know, be coming home. 
don't don't be uh, don't be surprised. I'm in town. Meanwhile, Asar of Oshibre, meanwhile, his son, that was his son, who he didn't recognize because he hadn't been home for 12 years. Ravoshia was the son of this Rabhama Bar, uh, Rebbe Hama Bar Pisa. So Ravoshia, uh, Asar Ravoshia Bray, Yosef Kameh was sitting in front of him in the base medrash. He was also a Tom Chavon Bresh. He was asking him and learning. So he saw that, oh, this kid knows how to learn. This, this guy knows how to learn. He's a young man. He really can learn. So now, Rav, uh, this Rav, Rabbi Chama Barbisa felt very bad. Omar, not recognizing that that was his son, he said, boy, look at this kid. Look at him, this young man. Look at how he's learned. Had I not gone away to the yeshiva and I stayed home and taken care of my children, I would have a child like this, not knowing that that was his child. The son didn't recognize the father. The father didn't recognize the son. Just talking and learning. A guy comes into the yeshiva and he asks him, shall he talk and learning? Boy, if I would have stayed home, I, would, I could have had a son like this. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Right. Or he learned from some Rebbe. Uh, now he came home. Again, they didn't, rec- they didn't recognize each other. Later on, after, I guess, after he was in the invasion of Israel, he came into his house. Old Bray. And the son walked in. He didn't know that it was a son. So he thought this kid came back to ask him another question. Come, come, he got up. Like, oh, he wants to ask me a learning. He wants to ask me questions. He thought that he wants to be coming in to ask him a shyly. He didn't realize that it's that it's his own house and that it's his son's house. I'm like, this was his wife said to him, what's going on over here? Who, where is there a father who gets up for the son? The son should get up for the father. Why is the father getting up for the son? So then, of course, they rejoiced in happiness as they recognized, as they realized who they are, and the whole family was happy. Notice, this is not the same Chama. This is, we're talking about Rebbe Chama, Atana, lived at the time of Rebbe, Rebbe Chama Barbisa, who had a son, Ravoshia. This, uh, this good, this good Tamachachim son was Ravoshia. So it was Ravoshia, the son of Rebbe the son of Bisa. Rami Bar Chama, who lived hundreds of years later, it's a different uh, uh, Chama there. It's not Rebbe Chama, it's Bar Chama. Achot uh, famous pasuk that the the three um, the three threaded um, uh, thread, the thread that's uh, that has uh, that has like three threads that's strong. Lob Mary take, you know, the twisted three times will not tear quickly. What is it referred to? Zeravoshia benosho Chama Bar Bisa. And it's a famous call that if you have three generations of learning of Torah, that it won't it won't quickly uh, disappear. And here's an example: Rav Oshia, the son of Rav Chama, the son of Abisa. So this is a good story. Nobody died over here. Nobody had a heart attack. But it was it was done. He learned from the other one. Now now the tells now we'll start the story just to finish it off. We'll start the story of Bekiva. We'll finish it tomorrow. Bekiva, Rei the Ben Kavos. Bekiva was the shepherd of this. The famous story that we all know. Every kid knows the story. It was a shepherd of Ben Kalba Savua. Why was he called Ben Kalba Savua? Because every person who came, he was a very wealthy man. Every person who came in as hungry as a dog, Kalba would leave, Savua would leave satiated. Where any person who came to his house hungry as a dog would leave full. He saw that uh, this uh, Rabbi Kiva saw that his daughter, the daughter of Kalba Savua, even though she came from a very wealthy family, she was very uh, modest. Uh, Umali and very a good person, like a good Namidas. Amrle, she told him one day, if I get married to you, you go and learn the yeshiva. Amrle, I'll go to the yeshiva. And they got married to Tzina. They, um, what would you say today? What do you call that? They eloped. 
they eloped, but there was eight of them. Sure, they got married properly, but the father didn't know about it because the father didn't want his beautiful, you know, well-groomed daughter to marry this lowly shepherd. The Shadras say, and uh, the Shadras say, and uh, she sent him away to yeshiva, right? She sent him away to yeshiva, and that was it. Shamavua, the father heard about it. You know, they got married with Sinah. Shadras saying, well, they went away. He went to yeshiva. Her father heard about it. Afim Beisai threw her out of the house and Adra and and forswore her from having any assets, uh, any of his assets. She couldn't have any pleasure. Also, Yosef Tresari Shanan Beirav, he went to learn in the yeshiva for 12 years. And uh, Kiyosa, when he came home, Icy by day, Trey, sorry, Alfei, Tamini brought him 12,000 students. Shamelu Saba, as he came home, he heard an old man, the Kamala, told his wife, he, told, he saw an old man telling his wife, Ad Kama Kamadabras Amanas, how long are you going to continue leading a life of Amanas Chaim, of a, a living widowhood? That's what you're living. You're living like a widow. You're alive and you're a widow because your husband's away. She said, if he would listen to me, my husband would listen to me, he would go back another 12 years, and that's Taka what he did. Kiva said, ah, she agrees. So he went back, he lived another, 20, another 12 years in Shiva, the famous story, and then he came home with 24,000 students, and we'll continue the story tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Culture.